I'm Amanda and I'm Rumbi. Welcome to Inflated. We're in a long distance friendship that started nearly 20 years ago when we were in high school. We'll be talking about all things life, love, family, anything and everything else under the sun. Delve deeper with us because in life, you know, what about online dating for you? Did you ever <laughs> you do it? Did you do online dating for the people on the on the on the podcast? Like did you So my experience of online dating was trash. 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 Like, can I say it again? It was trash. Cause like I <laughs> I didn't do it. Um because I met I was, as I said before, I was going out a lot, you know, mm. in a previous episode about mm. how we evolved in our love lives and career wise, I started initially with my career, I was going out and I finally met someone Then we went into a long-term relationship. Mm. So then when we broke oh. up, the dating sphere had changed, you know, not only was I not so eager to go out all the time, mm. but so people online dating more, it was more accepted, I guess. Mm. It wasn't cre- as creepy as it used to be, always made out to be. Yeah. So like, you set up your profile and here you are already an other in a predominantly, you know, Caucasian society. Mm. And oh, girl, the racial stereotypes. Really? Oh, girl, do you have a big... All these, I was just like... Oh, my And goodness. this is pre-Tinder. Pre, pre-Bumble, so I couldn't really, like, I think we had to do, like, I don't remember what it was called, RSVP, or one of those, eHarmony was there, I think uh, eHarmony was there. But, like, it was that, where it's, like, you both get to interact, so you can't yeah. control it. I think I was on there for, like, two days. And, and I, you're, like, I'm done. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, and I, and I think for me, mm-hmm. it's so important to connect face to face, and a lot of these guys would string you along to just yes. be like. So a lot, a lot of times, after like a texting for a little bit, I'd be like, "Can we meet for a coffee or whatever?" Because like I wanted to move it off the phone yes. and more into. And sometimes some guys would continue wanting to text. You start thinking, "Are you actually, you know?" And this was even before the term catfish. Yes. Like, what is catfishing? Were, Please catfish. explain to people who don't know catfishing. Catfishing mm. is pretty much pretending to be someone online who you are not. Yes. Yes. So posting yes. someone else's photos mm. or using whatever to, you know, obviously more girls in or boys in even. Yes. So usually obviously you know, use like maybe even photos of a friend who doesn't know or mm. Google stock photos, who knows. But luckily that never happened to me. But I do know like a few people who've experienced it now. Mm. And like, but for me, online dating just didn't, it, it just you. always fizzled. Mm. You think you met someone and then you meet them and maybe the date isn't as fun or, mm. so I really had a bad experience with mm. online. Mm. I do recommend it, but I had a bad experience. I like how she recommends it after saying it's trash. I'm like, sure, I'm inspired. Let me go online. <laughs> My experience was trash. Uh-huh. No, I get you. It's fair. Um, <laughs> I think for me, so I, I, I have experience for sure, uh, online dating and essay. I, 
on, I went online dating on Tinder when it was becoming a thing. And I, I knew people who'd gotten married or were together via, you know, Tinder before it got really like insane, like dirty. Um, mm. And uh, so I did, I think I went on a date and I got, yeah, I went on a date. It was like neither here nor there. And, and I think essentially the person just wanted to hook up in essence. Um, mm-hmm. Then there was another guy who was a no-show. That happens with online dating. Like someone oh, can be like, yes. I'm coming. And it's like, don't show. And then I got over it. I don't it. get that. It's just not wanting to say no. Like people not wanting yeah. to be upfront, right? So yeah. So And then I was like, oh, over it. Um, not going to do it. And then when I was here, friends came to visit last year for summer. Uh, we like traveled together. And we're just chatting. We're like, Rumbi, you should try online dating. You're saying, you know, you, you want companionship. Like, it's difficult to meet people. Obviously, English is not the language here. So it becomes more complex. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. So I went online. And you do me trash. Let me not, let me not tell nobody, people that you do not. Uh, you do meet guys who are just, like, inappropriate. Like, you really just have to you really need a filter where you're just like, nope. A filter. Like, you literally need to know um, how. And now people are being more blunt about what they're looking for, even on their profiles. And they have little acronyms about what they're looking for. So I literally put on my profile, not here for one night stands. Like, I think I put it in my actual profile just to dissuade people. Um, and yeah, and yes, you do end up chatting with some guys some guys just chat chat and they get tired some people don't respond so i did bumble and tinder um bumble was slower i found i don't think they have as many registered users probably that's why um and then tinder i really had no faith in tinder honestly but i actually went on a lot of dates through tinder um and i think tinder is different per region yeah yeah uh i know in essay i don't think it's as like people are a bit more ratchet as I hear from that. Yeah. So here, I think there's a mix. You'll get the ratchet, you get the, so that's why you have to filter and you have to have time. That's the other thing. Like people think online dating will connect, will click, let's go. Boom, boom, boom. No, you have to give it time. You can't be like, I'm on it for a week and I'm done. So I was on it for like, say like July, August, September, maybe three months. I want to say three months. Um, but yeah, and that's how I met my current boyfriend. Like it was on Tinder. And literally what was great though is in our initial conversation, he was like, I would like to meet. Like he was very upfront about that. And he came out to meet me and dates. And he was very like communicative in that, you know, I'd like to see you again. So that was also great. You know, I wasn't fighting to be like, does this guy want to meet me or not? So yeah. Good sign. Yeah. For sure. So all to say there is hope. It might be a lot of waiting, but there is hope as well. Girl, they better be because most people are <laughs> now hiding behind, you know, online. Yeah. So this you is have true. to. This is true. Um, yeah. It has to be in your repertoire of how to meet people. For sure. And you just do it like, do it like a, like a hobby, like just doing it like, you know, you're, when you get home from work or like just go on for, I don't know how to explain it. And you have to also put time. You have to put time to chat to people. There's no lie. Like you're not going to know, you're not going to get a sense. Like 
you can't expect it to be. Well, that's that's true of any sort of dating. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, I met my husband in um at a club, mm. you know, obviously mm-hmm. on a night out, and then yes. you're not expecting to meet someone. Yeah. And then you do, you know, girl, girl meets boy, and you buy a drink, and then yeah. you exchange numbers, and then that was that, you know. Mm-hmm. But there is obviously that in- initial phase when you're texting and going on your first date and you are that's in, it's investment yes um and you yeah. don't know especially when you've been jaded from dating mm-hmm. you don't know if it's oh just gonna be another fling or yes. is this gonna be somewhere you know after mm-hmm. three months am i gonna just be like oh who i don't know him anymore yeah. kind of thing I'm or is you. this gonna you know you just never know and i think it's just about keeping keep going keep just keep hope there's alive no, there's no <laughs> If that's what you want for yourself to meet mm. someone, and that's just the only way to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think initially there's a lot of stigma. Like, <laughs> I realized the stigma had died when my own mother asked me if I tried online dating. Um, oh, but yes, but that's also because of our age. Though yes. I'm sure when you're 22, she yeah. would never be good. But I think there's a stigma. Like, oh, you're supposed to meet someone like in the physical space first. And I used to have a bit of that for sure. I think I'm just someone who's like. I'll always try something until it doesn't work. So that's why I did try online dating again. I was like, okay, I'm in a different space. Let me try it. If it doesn't work, whatever. But there is a stigma around like, ooh, we're supposed to meet, meet in person. But if you think about, you know, if you have a, a job like opportunities, how many have you been connected with someone virtually? Like it could be via email. It could be via, you know, social media. That is kind of like online networking um or made a friend from another country via you know what i mean so our society is shaped in that way um now more so than ever so you know i think there needs to be a kind of like a shift around that um it definitely does you're right yeah but yes so tell us a little more about your hubsters because we're now gonna go into like intercultural and interracial dating so tell us a bit about (laughs) so my husband's Marcel he comes even though he has a French name he comes from Germany um (laughs) yes I thought Uh I met a ooh la la French man and then he's like nope (laughs) Mm. (laughs) so yeah oh he's He's, I always say to him, and I've said it to a few people, like he's my greatest surprise because I never thought mm-hmm. that this is the kind of guy I would, in some ways, it's exactly what I would have wanted and exactly mm-hmm. what I love. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I'm totally surprised. Like obviously English is not his first language. Yes. So it's also learning a completely different culture, separate, yes. not, not only separate to Zimbabwean culture, but also separate to Western culture in the terms of, English, yes, British English, which is what, yeah. mm-hmm. what we relate with. Because mm. um, Germany is also like German is just its own thing. Yes. So it's, it's been exciting in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, interracial wise, I think I came to terms a long time ago. Yes. Um, of how to navigate being mm-hmm. in an interracial relationship. Again, being in a predominantly Caucasian space, mm-hmm. um, you had to learn adapt or die in that situation you know yes. so mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. i wasn't but i love that when we first met he never fetishized me or mm-hmm. said to me. i mean maybe he was thinking it like oh i got a girl with a bit of booty maybe he was <laughs> he never did said it to yeah me. yeah like condescending or you know of course he says like he loves my booty now but yeah like, he that wasn't the he didn't lead it with wasn't that a thing. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was just a normal girl that he thought it was interest, just interested in and mm-hmm. asked to go on a date. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. I'm with that. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm very much team intercultural, team interracial, as mm-hmm. long as the communication is good. Yeah. And expectations are set and they're set from the beginning. Yeah. Like if you know in your culture when your parents retire, they have to come and live with you, for example. I yes. think that's quite a, quite common in like Asian cultures, especially like Japanese, mm-hmm. after especially if you're the first son, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like things like that. Mm-hmm. You if you're dating someone outside of your culture, you would have to let them know, like off yes. the bat when they serious so i think it's like that like so for me when i first met myself and things were getting serious and if we ever went into talking about not necessarily our own wedding or our own mm. marriage but mm. marriage in general i would always bring it up on zimbabwe we do lobola yes. and for people in lobola rora is a mm. whole it's a bride yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, a whole day did and months before dedicated to planning this day. Mm. And the groom's family comes over to the bride's family and offers a bride price. This bride price predominantly is decided beforehand, so you kind of know when you're getting in. But there's always there are a lot of curveballs, a lot of curveballs because there's it involves not only your parents, but it's mainly like your the people who are really vocal on the day are like your mm-hmm. dad's sisters uh, because they're seen to be your voice. You're they're the ones you go to as a woman. Yes. And obviously he comes with his uncle typically. Um, yeah. And there's obviously his male, his male re- uh, relations mm-hmm. and they discuss how to negotiate. And also it's not all paid on one day. So yeah. you always call your bride's family um, as a man, you always have mm. to look out and take care of them over the years, as the years go. So obviously, I had to explain all of that to him because he's German. He's like, "I'm paying for you. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what's this?" <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, you're also straddling mm. Western culture. So I mm. do want to have an engagement ring. I do want to have, if I could, a white wedding because that's also what I've grown up thinking. Yes. You know, my so. I think intercultural and interracial, I do support it, but I do think there's certain challenges along the way. Yeah. And the only way to navigate them is to be open and honest yeah. and communicate. No. What about you? What do you think? Um, I think we share similar sort of values around that. I think for me, um, I think we've ceased to live in a world where it's about being from the same place per se, but sharing the same ideals or sort of ideas about the world because we know there are children in Zim right now who are exposed to life in Asia or in Europe Mm -hmm. and maybe they really gravitate to that and you know it's about where you feel comfortable being yourself Mm -hmm. and I think that's the most important thing is that uh, in any relationship you want to be comfortable to be who you are a hundred percent that can come in the form of a relationship with someone from your own home background meets you know or someone from a completely different part of the world and that has been really interesting to see that you can share commonalities and get along with someone um, so uh, my partner he is uh, from the Czech Republic um, so he's Czech Czech is the language they speak here so he's English is a second language. Um, fortunately, he's lived 
in different parts of um, of Europe where English was a more dominant language. So I think that's where we connect on that end and being open-minded in that way. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a fan of it. I think don't you don't go into it. You can't go into it um, with rose-colored glasses and just it's it's there, there's a lot of a stigma sometimes surrounding you know intercultural interracial dating um in terms of what people are seeking in it and all yeah. that um you can't go in it into it with you know believing oh it's just gonna be fairy tale roses and butterflies no um and you can't go into it like without understanding as amanda said like the cultural implications or like this is what we do this that's something you need to be open and honest about. Um, so I'm just pro being in a relationship where you can be 100% yourself, 100% true to, to yourself, 100% like authentic and shared values and yeah. find joy and peace, 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 mm -hmm. peace, peace, peace being a really key thing because in a relationship there's hurdles everywhere yes. whether you're from the same culture you could both be zimbabwean yes both be shona ondewele or karanga ondawu yes you could both do that and still struggle through it you know yes. you could be from the same race but then you are from different countries like a kenyan and a zimbabwean yeah or you know and you can still face so it's like Mm. there's never really a perfect scenario people always assume that because you come from the same background you're going to understand each other automatically yes. but sometimes you know it, all it takes is just you just have to communicate whichever way whichever backgrounds you have yes. of course you might sometimes to speak to someone in your mother tongue absolutely mm -hmm. that will never be taken away i'm sure it's nice to just but at the same time, it's not such a hindrance that blocks you from finding someone who can really love you for you. For sure. And I think, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, you really just want to be a, like, at least for me, it's like you want to be yourself and want to feel like someone hears you and you hear the other person in the relationship, bottom line. So however you find it, like, I think yeah. that's yeah. great. Yeah. What do you think of people fetishizing like biracial? Like, because obviously uh, you, you are in an interracial relationship. Yes. I am too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, black and white mixed babies or black and mm -hmm. Asian. Or, mm -hmm. You see a lot of Instagram, yeah. social medias where it's like, oh, you, you know, I want to have that, you know, green eyes and dark skin or whatever it is. Yeah. What's yeah. Your, I think I understand where it comes from and I understand that it stems from, you know, colonization really. Um, mm. and the idea that white is right and black is bad mm. you, to put it bluntly. So mm -hmm. it's these ideals that have been ingrained in us. So the fairer you are, the better looking you are. And, you know, us growing up in Zim, we've been talking about dating and how there was like almost like a hierarchy fair like going white you know mixed race or colored as we call in zim and then going to the fairer skinned of the black and then going down it's been so ingrained in us so people have this idea that it shows i'm someone of worth or value if i'm mixed race my hair isn't as kinky my hair you know mm -hmm. falls a little straight uh, and like i have these features that are not common or typical in that way so I understand where it comes from. I think it's problematic because um, 
it says something to the brown skin girl. Q Beyonce, brown skin girl. Skin just like pearls. You know, or the black skin girl, you know, who is might be darker to be like, well, you're not as cute a kid as this other person, right? And I think the reason why people fetishize mixed race children is because it's like the features are a bit unusual. It's not like, do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So you understand. And you also, you don't have a stereo, you don't have a roadmap of yes. how it will look. Because I've seen a lot of, like, I obviously have a lot of friends here who do have kids now. Yes. Uh, and maybe they're in interracial relationships. And they're going to have two kids or three kids. And they all, even their hair, looking at how some, some of their hair is wavy. Yeah, some is more on the Afro side. Just It's just a mix where you never yes. know what's going to yeah, for sure. come out, so to speak. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think it's... I think if I was a biracial child, it would be very confusing. Yes. I think it would be like, what? I just mm. want to be treated normally. I don't want mm. to be like put on a pedestal. Mm. You know, at the same time... I think I completely agree with you. It all comes from colonialism or mm. like what's perceived to be better. Yeah. So obviously it's like people who are purposely seeking to have kids with people who are not, you know, their same race, then I, I think that is a bit sad. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of work and layers to it, to it. for that specific person. Yeah. You know, I at agree. the same time, yeah, they're cute. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, you look at the ferals of this world, you're like, yeah, yeah black and Asian just, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, for sure. hundred percent. It's also from an um, aesthetic point of view. Yeah. It's like, wow, it actually does look nice. Mm. But at the same time, it's, as long as it's being appreciated like that and not fetishized. Yes. Like people, people being made to feel like an other. Yeah. Because you know? I'm such a fan of black love. Absolutely. Like, I think mm. we just didn't see it enough or healthy black healthy love. Healthy black love. That's the word. Growing mm-hmm. up, you mm-hmm. know, seeing, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the media we grew up with was American media or maybe mm-hmm. even British media. Yes. And it's always like, the black women and the black man are fighting. They're always yes. in some sort of drama. And you just never saw, quote unquote, a normal couple just loving each other and yes. just having normal kids. And so I think right now, this phase we're in where people are celebrating black it's love beautiful. is mm. beautiful. Mm. And even though I guess maybe in the American context, we might not always be considered part of that group because we're an interracial relationship. Mm. I do I do still think we are also part of that because we are black people who are in love. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, certain pedestal that is 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 there for black man yeah. and black woman. Yeah, and I do love seeing it. I, I love whenever it. I like, oh, you know, it's, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and I think especially in the diaspora aspect, mm. to actually leave your country and oh, then yeah. find someone who is if that luckily is from your country and you ticks all your boxes and you're completely happy. Mm. I do think it's a beautiful thing mm. to both celebrate coming from home. And if it's a healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hundred, hundred percent. I think it gives me so much joy. I think no one is prouder than like the two of us. Like we love things black by black. Like we, we just like blackity black, black. Um, there's a song by to- uh, Toby Newi. I don't know how to say his name. It's called Hella Black. Uh, oh, yeah. Literally, like, I really am a proponent for black 
like love, black culture. I mean, even when you talk about skin, the Kelly Rowland, yeah. the Tio Savage. Yeah, like we just like... Lupita, you're like, hey, just pour me with that melanin. That skin is oh. just like glowing, oh. glowing. Oh. Like it just... Anyway, oh. sorry, come back to myself. And that is beautiful, man. Yeah, so like I'm definitely like pro it. And I think we, we love it too because we know that black love has been so you know oppressed in a way like it's mm-hmm. always there's mm-hmm. so much going against black love to begin with that it's like when you see someone who finds and there seems to be like a healthy union and joy and love it's like yes you want them to win because it's winning for our whole culture you know type of thing so absolutely yeah any other thoughts on dating Trust me, probably we'll come back to this topic many times. We have to let it be to the people. They have to come back to yeah. us if there's anything they want us to specifically yes. discuss, navigate, revisit, yeah. further explain as yes. experts. <laughs> we have proclaimed experts. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. Um, I think dating is just ever evolving. Like, yeah. you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who never tried online dating, and then when he broke up with his um, with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. ten years in, he's like, "How do I go back? Like, how? I don't even know." You know, and it's like it's yeah. I think in the space we live in, the social media and everything, it's. It is different. It is Yeah, different. it's a different um, thing. But at the same time, this whole goals thing is also another aspect we need to discuss. Which is also you know, problematic for the people. It can and, be pro- very yeah, problematic. Yeah. Making yeah. sure you're taking all the, getting the car, getting the house, getting the wedding, getting the, like, mm. yeah, we need to discuss that. Yeah. So definitely, we are definitely going to revisit this episode. Um, yeah. And this topic, I mean, because... There's so much. Cinema layers. Cinema layers. No, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in again. This is It's Layered Podcast. If you want to hit us up, you can email us. It's layeredpod at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-L-A-Y-E-R-E-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or hit us up on uh, our uh, Instagram. It's layered, literally just the name. I T S L A Y E R E D. And I yeah, from you. Yes, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed our talk. These are just some of the conversations we have, and yeah, we look forward to uh, <laughs> chatting to you again soon. Uh, take care, peace, and love from us. Toodles. Bye, guys. Bye.